Okay, we're beginning Shurim next couple of weeks, Bad Hashem, Megillah Rus. So the part, first pasuk in Megillah Rus begins by Hebe Meishvayt Hashayftim. It was in the beginning of the, or I'm sorry, in the days of the judging of the judges. and there was a famine, and then we'll get to the end of the pasuk. What happened? That there was a each mebeis lechem who left. So before we begin, the Gemara tells us in the Sechta Baba Basra, what does it mean? The meshvoit hashayftim, the judges, the judgment of the judges. So the Gemara tells us dar sheshayfet eshayftov. This was a generation that the people were able to judge the judges. What does that mean? Meaning, says Rashi there, that the judges themselves were corrupt. And any time the judges would give a judgment, so the person who received the judgment was able to turn it around and tell the judge, why are you telling me to pay or do what I'm supposed to do because I'm guilty, you also have your own problems. If the judge would tell the person, listen, take this little uh, toothpick, this little splinter out of your eyes, meaning you have a small avera you did, you have to do tshuva, so the person who was judged could turn back to the judge and say, what are you telling me? I only have a little splinter, you have a big beam, you have bigger averas. And the Medrash comments on this pasuk, What was the generation who's able to turn this around on their judges? And what was the generation that the judges need to be judged? Meaning that so you have a generation of corrupt judges. So what's the? This is the hakdama to Megillah Rus. The hakdama is we had a very spiritually low generation. It was a generation that even the leaders were corrupt. The leaders rumukukal. So the pasuk says this was shvait hashayftim. The days when Klai Yisrael, the spiritual level of Klai Yisrael and Eretz Yisrael was very low. It was also a time that the Gashmias was lacking. There was a famine. There was a rav in the land. So, my Rabbi Dukhain Lebracher of Rebdo in his Pirish here on, on, on Megillah's Rus, so he says that if you just read the Megillah, and this is similar to the other Megillah, Esther, as we mentioned as well, if you read the Megillah without any Hisbaninus, without paying attention, and without the, the uh, prism, so to speak, of Amuna, looking through it through the right glasses of the Torah, so you say the first Pasuk is giving us the time, what's going on in history, there was a certain time, there was time of the judges, and there was a famine in the land, and you don't think what's going on here. But as we know, and we said numerous times, the Ramban tells us that nothing of Klal Yisrael is Teva. There's no such thing as Teva. Things just happen. Rather, everything is Kulay Nisim. Everything is a reaction to us. If we act properly, so we get good things. If we don't act properly, bad things happen to us. So, Ein Shin come, punishments come, and suffering comes when there are Chatoim. It's totally in the person. 
So when you look at the Pasuk that says, there was a famine, there was a terrible famine going on in Eretz Yisrael, that's a terrible punishment for Klai Yisrael and Eretz Yisrael, so you have to wonder what's going on here. So the Pasuk tells you before, you want to know why there was a famine? Because we were in a very spiritually lacking generation. It was Shvaita Shaiftim. In a Ruchni, a spiritual way, Klai Yisrael was lacking terribly. The leaders were corrupt. And therefore, Vayihiravvaretz. Vayihiravvaretz Shaiftim is not just telling you which calendar year in history it was. It's putting everything into perspective what's going on here. Klai Yisrael was in a very low level spiritually, and therefore Akadosh Baruch Hu punished them with Vayihiravvaretz. There was a Rav. <coughs> Now, what's the point of any punishment that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives to Kla Yisrael is to be ma'ir them to do tshuva. Is to be ma'ir them to do tshuva. So, so, when we talk about the, um, the, the Rav here not being a Derech Mikra, not just being it happened to happen, this is a punishment for Kla Yisrael and to be ma'ir them to tshuva. So now, why is this so important? Again, besides the idea of this is an important piece of information, but what does it have to do with the story? Why does this talk dhamma to the story of Rus? So the truth is, because if you think about it, when you have such a generation in Kla Yisrael that we're so spiritually low, and in Gashmias as well, in our physical needs also we're lacking, who really would ever want to become part of such a nation? Who? It's one thing if you want to become part of a nation either is spiritually so high or is on the top of the world in the physical world is in a time of glory or either one without the other or both together okay you can understand somebody's a guy and he wants to become a ger he wants to become a part of Klai Yisrael but why would it be that when you have both things going against us it's Shvayda Shaiftim it's a time of spiritual spiritual decline if there's a Rav Baaretz there's nothing to gain by coming part of Klai Yisrael who wants to be a part of Klai Yisrael in such a time? And yet we see that Rus, as we'll see later in the Megillah, the daughter of the king of Maya, she's royalty, she's a princess, she's in a, in a, in a place that is a successful place in Maya, and somehow she starts thinking, this is how you have to project what went on here, she starts thinking to herself, what's going on? What's going on? The Kla Yisrael is being punished and being downtrodden the way they are. And Mayav, on the other hand, Mayav, the nation she comes from, is a land that's full of immorality. Mayav is the symbol of immorality and all different types of disgusting things that they did. And yet, they're enjoying a lot of success. Some doesn't seem right over here. Why is it that Kala Yisrael, it seems, gets punished when they do things wrong and I live in a place where everybody does whatever they want and everything's happy and there's nothing going on and we're, 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 we're enjoying ourselves. And at that point, Rus came to the conclusion that must be there's a real fundamental difference between Mayav and Klai Yisrael. Mayav is a land of Sheker, is a land of Tumah, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't really care that much to be Medaktik, to be so exacting in being Ma'ayur them to Tshuva. Because he'll punish them at the end. What's the difference? Let them do, enjoy themselves, do what they want, and sometime at the end HaKadosh Baruch Hu will give them what they deserve.
But Klai Yisrael is not like that. Klai Yisrael is not manivchar. That means to say, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not happy when Klai Yisrael does Averis. He doesn't say, okay, let them just fall and I'll punish them. He doesn't want that. He wants Klai Yisrael to do Chuba. So he's immediately ma'ira them, brings them a punishment in order they should do Chuba. And not only is he ma'ira them, he's medactic imam kichot asara. We know HaKadosh Baruch Hu is much more exacting when it comes to what he looks at at Klai Yisrael. Why? Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu cares about us. Because Baruch who cares about us, he doesn't want us to fall into spiritual oblivion and to be so in the dirt and in the muck that we'll never get out of it. At the Rabbah, the minute something happens, he's Ma'ira to do tshuva. So she started thinking about that. She started thinking about that. Now, even though Kla Yisrael is very tough to be part of Kla Yisrael, even things went and things are good. There's a Tyra, there's a lot of mitzvahs, there's a lot of uh, responsibility that a person has to have when he's a Jew. But a person understands that this is all here to bring us to Chaye Olam And when Rus was started being misbeinen and understood what was going on, so she started thinking to herself, what am I gaining by being here in Mayav and enjoying myself? This is not really the place I should be. Because if I really want to earn eternal schar, if I want to earn what's really important, I have to go to a Kla Yisrael. And the truth is, we find the Gemara Yivamas tells us that a ger that comes to be Mizgayer Bizmanazah, we ask him a question, we tell him, like, why are you here? What are you doing here? Don't you know that Kla Yisrael are Devuyim, Dechufim, Schufim, Turafim, Bisurim, Boim Aleim, this is not a tranquil place to be, this is a place where we're downtrodden and we're hounded by the nations, we have Yisurim. So what are you coming here for? So what does he say? So the Gemara says, if the Ger who's coming to me, Megayer says, Yodeya Ani, I know all of that. The Aini Kedai, and I'm not ro- worthy. What is not worthy? Sarashi so says, Aini Roy Lishtatif Isarasam. I'm really not even Zoycha, I'm not even worthy to be someone, to be a part of the Tsar of Kla Yisrael. Umiyiten Be'ezkelekach. Halavai that I should be worthy of being part of such a nation. A nation. If he's willing to say that, so then we accept him immediately, we tell him certain mitzvahs, and we're Megayim. So what does that mean? The, we, we, we ask the girl, like, what are you doing? It doesn't make sense. You have everything you need, you have everything you have, why do you want to be a part of Kla Yisrael? So what's really the answer? What's the answer? How is it? Forget, let's talk about Rus. Let's talk about any ger. Why does a person want to be a part of Kla Yisrael in situations that we are? Why does a person who's quote-unquote healthy, nothing wrong, why does he want to come amongst people who are not so healthy? And obviously we're saying from the outside looking in. So the answer is very simple. And that is, if a person is looking for the MS. A person who is mevakesh eso emes. A person who wants to connect with what's true, what's emes. It doesn't bother him if he's going to have to go through some tsar, whether it's physical tsar, whether it's, it's some type of yisurim. If a person is able to see what the emes is and want to be a part of that emes, it's worth the cost to come along with it. A person who loves sheker, a person who realizes that loves sheker, so he says, why should I bother myself? I'd rather stay where I am and stay very comfortable. So, 
So, what's the MS? So, we said many times in the Bovavi Mishkan Ev Nashir, we quoted the Mesil Tisharim, a person was created for one thing. There's one true enjoyment in this world, and that's connecting with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's enjoying the Ziv Shechina of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Mesil Tisharim says, that that is the greatest pleasure a person can have, more than any of the pleasures in Eilam Azeh. So if a person has the MS as Ner Liraglai, if the light of his of, of what's leading him is the MS, he knows he has a goal, and that goal is to get to the greatest pleasure in this world, which is connecting to Akadish Baraku. It costs, it's painful. There's a lot of things that you have to give up to get to there, but it's worth it. It's worth the expenses to get to the goal. But you have to have MS leading you. You have to have the Nair of MS as a Nair Liragla. So if a Ger is able to see past the externals of the pain of Klai Yisrael, to see why is this, because we want to connect and we are connected with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, then Mekablun HaSemiyad, a person who is led by the Bikush HaEmes, his desire to connect with Emes, that's a person that we accept. And that is who Rus was. Rus was a person who lived who grew up in the lap of, of royalty, of, of a princess of Mayav, yet she gave it all up, and we're going to see uh, throughout the Megillah how she was tested. Her resolve was tested to see that she really going to be able to stand strong in this understanding. How did she do it? It came from the Bikush of Emes. She wanted to get to the truth of things. She wanted to be connected with Klai Yisrael of the Emes. And therefore, that is what led her to us, and that is what leads any Ger who we ask him, what are you doing? He says, Halavaya should be Zaycha. Why? He's a glutton for punishment. He wants to be amongst those people who, who, who are punished. And he knows that that's just all a medium. That's all a way to getting to the MS, to the truth, and which is eventually going to lead us to the true Hana, which is the um, connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So, in this first Pasuk, when the Navi is setting the stage here for what's going on, we have number one, the Navi is telling us what type of generation are we in. We're a generation with Shvayna Shoiftim. Spiritually, we were lacking tremendously. And therefore, Vayihi Barav Baretz, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Klai Yisrael to do Tshuva. That's why he brings his surim, that's why he brings pains to Klai Yisrael, to be Ma'ayri them to Tshuva. And we start off with this Pasuk, not only to tell that you said, but to set the stage and realize what type of person is Rus. Why would she ever want to become part of such a nation? And the answer is because she had this Bikush Ha'emes. She had this desire to understand what the Emes is and to connect with what the Emes is and therefore she became to she, be, she came to Klai Yisrael to be Mizkayer even when Klai Yisrael was in the midst of a Rav Kavit, a terrible famine, she still wanted to do that. And that is really what Klai Yisrael, we said Nasev and Ishma. Right? We said Nasev and Ishma. We also, we didn't say Takadash Baruch Hu, slow down, what's involved in the Torah, right? We were, first we'll do it. Well, why? Because when you want, understand that this is the MS, you're willing to do everything to get to the MS. We'll hear later how to get there. Ah, it might be hard, it might be tough, it might be hard to make a Parnassah because you can't work on Shabbos, and you can't steal, and you can't cheat, and it might be hard to do this, and it might be hard to do that, but it makes no difference. We know what our goal is. Our goal is this is the MS. We have the truth. 
And that's one of the Yisoydes here of Megillus Rus, especially and that it's laying on the Yantif of Shavuos, when we are, you know, um, we're being Mechabal the Torah anew, or we're reconnecting with HaKadosh Baruch Hu to remind ourselves what do we have and where are we going there's this Bikush Emes. every person has to be Ma'ayur in himself to see what is truth in this world we have that truth and we have to we have to connect with it and we have to realize that everything that we're doing and all being Ayyid and everything that goes on and being part of Klai Yisrael is all towards the goal of connecting with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. so that's the beginning and we set the stage here of Ayyid so what does the pasuk continue? So when Ish, a man, went from Beis Lechem Yehuda, he left Eretz Yisrael to go live in the fields of Mayav, himself, his wife, and his two children. So Rashi tells us, and, and the Megillah here. Ish means Asher Gadol Hayo Uparnas Hadar. He was a fabulously wealthy person. He was also a Parnes Hadar. He was one of the leaders of Klai Yisrael. He was a very charitable person, and he was a very wealthy person. Now he decided to leave Eretz Yisrael to go to Chutz Laaretz. So Rashi says, Because he was stingy. There were poor people who were knocking on his door. It was a famine. And they were constantly knocking on his door. And he couldn't do it. He couldn't give them any money. He was stingy. And that's why, as we'll see, he was punished in Steymayev that he died and his children died because he left because of Tsarazai. Now you have to understand here what's going on. First of all, whenever we say ish, ish always means the chash of a person. Chash of a person, not just chash of in Gashmias, chash of in Ruchnias as well. Elimelech was not only very rich, mi parnase hadar. He was the leader of the generation. Leader doesn't necessarily mean he was the biggest Talmud Chacham in the generation. He was a big Talmud Chacham, but mi parnase hadar. And the lead, he was from the leaders of the generation, and he had very, very strong yichus. He came from a miyuchus, the family, Shev Jehud. Shevet of Malchus and all of a sudden he gets up in the middle of the rod he gets up in the middle of the famine takes his wife and his children and he leaves he leaves Eretz Yisrael to go to Eretz Mayav and the contrast here Eretz Yisrael is Makar HaKedusha Eretz Mayav the Vilna Gain writes is Avais HaToma in the entire world it is the leader in Toma it's the lowest of the low so he went from Eretz Yisrael from Kedusha to Eretz Mayav now if you would ask Ali Melech why are you leaving Eretz Yisrael so he would have a lot of very good cheshbonis for you. So listen, I'm a very rich person. I spend my time learning. My time learning during the day. I always get stuck up. But you know something? I have a problem. Now I can't even sit down to learn one one line of Gemara. There's a knock on my door. Then I try to dive, and there's a guy sticking his hand into my face. He needs stuck up over and over. I just can't. I can't grow in my ruchnias. I can't grow spiritually. I want to finish shas. I want to dive in properly. I want to be mekayim. And I can't do it since this famine began. Hundreds of Aniyim are just lining up outside my door and I can't do it. So I said to myself, what do I need this for? I'll leave. I'll go out to stay Mayav. I'll go out there. I'll have myself a nice uh, tranquil place. I'll be able to learn. I'll be able to daven. And finish when the rub's over. I'll come back. You'll say, okay, Eli Malik, it's very nice. That's very nice. What about, uh, you know, you have good intentions. You left Eretz Yisrael because you don't want to be bothered. You want to grow in Ruchnius. 
Um, and the truth is, it's, it's a halacha, and we've had this in, in, in Dafyaymi as well, Kupaskin and the Rambam as well, that when a famine reaches a certain point, you're allowed to leave Eretz Yisrael. You can't leave Eretz Yisrael for nothing, but the Gemara says, when it reaches a certain point, you're allowed to, you're allowed to leave Eretz Yisrael. So you have a good cheshben. You have a hatcher to leave Eretz Yisrael. You have a ruchniyat cheshben why you want to leave Eretz Yisrael. Okay, but what about your wife and your two children? Okay, no, I'll say very in. My wife can't live without my wife. I want to live the Kedusha. I have to have a wife with me, uh, my children, you know, I, I need a Muslim, you know, uh, halal by the Haggadah, you need three people to say hi to, I need my children with me, you know, and um, you'd ask him, and the and, and, and will have a lot of good cheshbainas for you, why you left Eretz Yisrael. But Chazal or Megala to us, the Ruach Chodshav, thing that HaKadosh Baruch Hu knows, the Machshavis of, of a person, Chazal come along and tell us, no, he left me played Tzorus Ayin. A stinginess. A stinginess. So Rebbe the Bracha says, it's a little hard to understand. What do you mean Elimelech was stingy? We just said he was the Parnas Hadar. Parnas Hadar means he took care of people. It means his name was on every third building in Yerushalayim had his name on it. He was giving projects all over the place. Lili Nishmas, this one and that one, and Luzchus that. Elimelech gave him fantastic sums of stucco. All of a sudden Elimelech is stingy. He leaves, picks himself up, and leaves Eretz Yisrael. What does it mean he's stingy? So Reb Zechariah Lerocha wanted to say the following, this is his own Chiddush, but he wanted to say the following, Yisai. The Rambam tells us, and the Mishnah in Pirkei Avos, the Mishnah in Pirkei Avos, Paragimel tells us, Hakal lefi roiv hamaisa. Everything goes lefi roiv hamaisa. So the Rambam says, it's a pshat we've said, uh, we've said before, that if a person wants to know how to how to grow, how to acquire midas, or to acquire certain traits. So, the Rambam says, those things are not acquired not if you do some fantastic, great, big sacrifice, some big action. That's not how you acquire a trait. Rather, it's the The Rambam says, if you do it numerous times, you have to do it many, many times. And this is the famous Rambam. The Rambam says, if you have a choice to give one ani a hundred dollar bill for tzedakah, or to give a hundred aniyim one dollar, which one should you do? Now, there's a whole shayla if the Rambam is talking in halacha, in Hilchah Stakah. We mentioned it in the Hilchah Stakah here two summers ago. Is it in Hilchah Stakah or in Hilchah Midas? The Rambam in Perkei Avis is talking about how to acquire a Mida. He's not necessarily talking about what's the best in Hilchah Stakah. So most people would say, what do you mean? At least, and if there could be an Hilchah Stakah, this is true. The Maral Paskin like this in Hilchah Stakah. Better to give the one honey a hundred dollars, he gets something out of it. Give a hundred guys one dollar, none of them really get much out of it. That's what the Maral Paskins, if you have to make this judgment. The Rambam says, it's better to give a hundred honey and one dollar. Now, again, is the Rambam Psak in Hilchah That's a Shiloh. Some say yes, and some say no, and some say therefore you should do a Pshara. You could do both. But the Rambam here is clearly talking about you want to acquire Amida. You have a problem. You have a hard time giving Stukkah. You have a hard time giving Stukkah. So what should you do? So says the Rambam, you know what? If you only have to overcome your Yitzhahara one time and write out a check for $100 to give a $100 bill, it's not going to help you in being kind of the Amida of being able to give. Yes, you'll overcome the Yetzirah once. The person's able to o- overcome the Yetzirah. It doesn't change them. It doesn't change the person. You could still be a stingy person and give $100 to Stucker one time. 
But, says the Rambam, if you want to be kinder, the midah of being able to give, you have to train yourself to constantly give. So every time you have to put your hand in your pocket, it's only a dollar, it's not a hard thing, but you start training yourself to give, if you do that a hundred times, you'll be kinder in yourself the midah of nadivas. Hakolofi roiv hamaisa, says the Rambam. Halofi gaidol hamaisa. You don't become a changed person by doing one monumentous thing. Man, people could do that, monumental thing. And people could do that. But if you have to constantly do something with Yirayv HaMaisa, that changes a person and gives him different types of midas. That's what the Ramam says. So if a person wants to be kind of the mitzvah, the midah, being able to give staka, give constantly over and over and over again, you'll be able to train yourself to do it. I remember there's a, there's a person, uh, of course he was Mr. Young, uh, recently, a person, uh, a big Baltstock, he was a very rich person, a big Baltstock, and I once heard him talking, and he said, and he said, he, he, he had a lot of stocker, and he said, I heard him say, he says, he used to, he was like, he, he bought and sold um, antiquities and, and different types of things like that. So, you know, a lot of times he was a middleman for a person, so he told me, I, I was there when he was talking, and he said, he said, you know, I could take a check that someone gave me for $10,000, and take it right out of my pocket, and give it to an honey. It doesn't, it doesn't, it's, it's very easy for me. But if I have to sit down and write the check, that's already a much harder thing for me to do. It's not because it, 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 it's, you, you could be giving a lot of stucker. doesn't mean to say, I'm not t- telling this person, obviously, he understood his, his deficiencies, but just because a person is able to give and give a lot or doesn't only in stuck it's any type of mida, one time or, or be able to do it, doesn't mean you were cleaning yourself the mida. The from Kelm, Zechariah Lebracha, once they say that he saw that his daughter Ephes had this Mida that she wasn't, she didn't share. She didn't like to share with people. She was a constant. Now, this was a little girl, but he already saw that she liked to keep things for herself, and he wanted to teach her a Mida of uh, giving. So he was a guy in Chinat, the from Kelm, as we know. So he used to take her as a little girl, and he used to put her, put her on his lap, and he would take a little Stokka box, Pushka, and he would put a coin in her hand, and then he would take her hand and make her put it into the pushka. And he did this over and over. And then the next day he did it again. And the next day he did it again. So she eventually started putting it in herself. And he finally taught her this midah of being able to give and to share with other people. So Rebda wanted to tie it like this. He wanted to say he wanted to say that um, Elimelech, just because he was a Parnes Hadar, just because he was able to give large sums of staka, doesn't mean to say necessarily that he wasn't a stingy person. Every person is able to overcome the Yetzirah, to be able to give big sums. And I'm not going into the idea his name was on the building and he did it for the covet. Even if it was a big sum and he was able to do it to overcome the Yetzirah, that doesn't mean to say that when the Nisoyan of being have to give a hundred him in an hour came, he was able to do it. And Rizal Salanta was wanting to say that you have a person who sits, he, you know, he's in yeshiva, Bachar's in yeshiva, and he sits and learns, and he gets married, and he sits and learns, and no one ever saw that he was a money-hungry person. He was never out to get anybody's money, he was never a money-hungry person. And then all of a sudden, he went into business, after a few years in Kylo, he went into business, and all of a sudden, he, he was in as he got into the financial world, to the business world, he had this 
crazy Taivas Hamamun. Achemdas Hamamun, he would do anything. He would steal from people. He would cheat people. That also was a changed person. This person was a nice guy, never stole from anyone, never cheated anyone. All of a sudden, so Shalsan says, you make a big mistake. He says, that person had that me in him his whole life. He never was put in a situation of a Nisayan for it to come out. So therefore, he looked like a nice guy. The minute you threw him into the situation, who he truly was came out. And it's a very scary thing to say because we get very comfortable where we are and then we're put into new situations and we have to realize that we may be tested with things that we think we don't have problems with but we have to be aware that we might we have to know what the nisyoyness uh, of that new situation is. So Zotar Brevda Elimelech was a Parnas Hador. But Chazal tells us he was a Tzoros Ayin. How do you reconcile the two things? He was able to give big sons the money. But he didn't have this Rambam's Lefiroi Vamaisa. He was a Tzoros stingy person. So he was able to give big sums when nobody was bothering him. But now by Hirov Baretz, there was a Rav. And he has a hundred people every morning on his door before he leaves the Shachris. And that means he's got to stick his hand in his pocket a hundred times to give them small amounts of money. Whatever it was, they just need food for the day. He couldn't do it. He couldn't do it over and over. Why? Say Chazal, because he had a Tzorah Zayin. What do you mean? Elimelech? He's the biggest benefactor of the generation. The biggest benefactor, Chazal is telling us, internally, he was a Tzorah Zayin. And therefore, when he was now tested with this Aniyah, he never had this before, 200 Aniyah lining up by him, by him, by Kriyashma, to get a quarter. He never had that, he saw it. He couldn't handle it. And therefore, Chazal tells us, he picked himself up, and he left Eretz Yisrael. He left Eretz Yisrael. Now, Chazal continued to say, Loma Menash Elimelech, another reason the Major says why Elimelech was punished, because Kla Yisrael's heart fell because of Elimelech. Why, say the Mepharshim? The Mepharshim say that when he left Eretz Yisrael, Kla Yisrael said, there's no hope for us. Um, the, the, the uh, Medjur says a marshal, you have a very rich person and everybody relies on him for what they need and they always say that if there's ever going to be a famine we don't have to worry the guy has storehouses of food he has storehouses of wheat he has tons of money he could feed us for 10 years we don't have to worry about it what happens? all of a sudden it became a year of famine and, um, and all of a sudden he's going um, he, he's leaving so the Banah Medina say, one second, this was the guy that we relied on, this is the guy we relied on, now he's leaving us high and dry. So says the Medrash, as we said. As he said, as we said before, that everyone's going to come to my door. So he left. So Khazat are telling us a very important thing that Elimelech was weird, being very worried about himself but he didn't realize the ramifications of his actions Klai Yisrael depended on him Klai Yisrael had hope that Elimelech is a rich person and as bad as the famine is we'll always have him we'll never starve to death because we always have Elimelech to rely on and yet 
Elimelech decided to pick himself up and leave. For whatever his cheshbainas were, this Medrash is not saying because he was stingy, he left. And the reason why he was punished, because the hope of Klal Yisrael was lost. Their hopes of making it through this famine, which was a ten year famine, it was a long famine, their hopes were dashed because Elimelech had left. And since Klal Yisrael had been relying on Elimelech and because of that Naflu Libam that is why Elimelech was punished which is a very is a very uh, is a very important lesson unto itself and that is a person doesn't live in a vacuum a person lives there are people who look at him there are people who rely on him every person in his little circle and bigger people in their bigger circles and in a group it's, it's, it's everyone relies on each other and often a person does what's good for them what's important for them and they don't realize that there's ramifications to the tzibor ramifications to his circle of people who are he's connected to and here Ali Melech who was from the Parnasi Gedali Hadar Parnasi Gedali Hadar he should have thought about that he should have thought okay for me I can't afford this it's too much for me the Aniyam I can't handle it I'm leaving you're leaving that's worried only about yourself what about Kla Yisrael what about the spirits of Kla Yisrael what about the Ruach of Kla Yisrael and because of that Kevan Shehipelus Libam Shal Yisrael since Kla Yisrael's hearts fell and Elimelech didn't seem to be concerned about that so Mamela he was Nanash as we'll see he ended up was punished for it and he was and, and, and he was killed like Hadish Baruch who killed him he died because of that so that is a second reason why Elimelech left a second reason why Elimelech left and um, and that is why he was punished so that is over here the um that is over here the Hakdam as we're saying there was a Rav Baaretz and Vayelech Ish Mibayich Lechem Yehuda this is Elimelech leaving he had good intentions in his mind Chazal tell us he was stingy Chazal tell us Nafu Libam Shal Yisrael and what happens we'll just finish off the next Pasuk B'Shem Ho'ish Elimelech B'Shem Ish Tainahami B'Shem Shnei Bona Maklam Lechilyon Vayavayus Teimoye Vayusham so Reb Rebbe pointed out a very cute thing. He says you'll notice that it took exactly one pasuk for Elimelech to leave Eretz Yisrael and come to stay Maya Yusham. From pasuk Aleph to pasuk Beis, he was there. When it's going to come in the psukim for Naomi and for Rus to leave stay Maya to come back to Eretz Yisrael, as we're going to see, it's going to start in pasuk Vav and it's going to continue till pasuk Chav Beis. It's going to be a whole long... Now, the trip was no the same mileage. The same mileage. I don't know, maybe on the way there they traveled the you know, first class. On the way back they were poor. But it, was, it wasn't such a big deal. It, and yet, to leave Kedusha is very easy. In one part that you're out. You're from Eretz Yisrael to Ovis Atuma. You want to now have to schlep yourself back out of the Ovis Atuma into the Kedusha? So now, the Pasuk is just the Psukim say later on. She got up and she returned from Stay Maya. Vatay Seminamakam. Vatay Lachnam Baderech Loshavaler Yehuda. 
So she's going, she's coming, she's returning. So many different descriptions. Until finally in Pasuk Chav Beis, all of a sudden, now finally, Vatosh of Naomi Rusamaviya, Finally, now in Pasuk Chav Beis, they finally get there. So many different descriptions and verbs of them leaving and returning and coming and getting there and going there. Why are all these descriptions? Because to get out of the Tumah is much harder than to leave the Kedusha. To leave the Kedusha, the Etzar is very simple. It's a very slippery downward slope in one pasuk you're there. Mashahin came. And how long did it even take them? It took them 10 years. 10 years to get out of there. That means to say, because Elimelech died pretty soon after they got there. Machlam Vichilian died soon after they got there. And at that time, Naomi started thinking to herself, as we'll see, Naomi's going to say to herself, something wrong. Obviously, we did something wrong. So pick up and leave. It's not so easy anymore. Once you're in the clutches, it's not so easy. It took 10 years till she finally should pick herself up and try to start moving. And even then, as the Psukim say, it took Pasuk after Pasuk after Pasuk till she finally creaked her way out of state to come back to the Kedusha. And obviously, that's the lesson for us as well, that a person has to know, when you remain in the Kedusha, when you're in the Kedusha, that's the, that's the safe place. A person, of course, we always slip, and people always slip, but it's much harder, it's much harder to, uh, to get out. As the Chazal tell us, this world's like a hay. On the bottom, you can slip straight out, but you can creep yourself back in that little hole on top. But your gravity takes you out very easily. To climb back up, and now you, gotta go, you can't go back up the same way you can in. You got to go all the way back up to that little space between the regal of the head and the top. Climb yourself back in. That's a much harder job. And therefore, a person always has to ask to make shemiras for himself and a gedarim for himself that he shouldn't slip out because of that. He could always come back. There's always chuba, but it's a much harder avoda to to come back than it is to leave. Okay, we'll stop here for this week.